welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Inspiration versus education. So, what are we talking about? We're actually going to take a look at preachers. Going to take a little look at pastors, preachers, teachers, and creatures. And of all shapes and sizes and varieties. And there's, I guess, a difference in a sermon versus a teaching situation. Although, I'll be very honest with you. I've been studying speech for a long time. And um, it always, to be honest, mystified me just a little bit when someone asked me to give a informative speech. All right. Now, the reason behind that, you know, that sounds kind of kind of silly can you an informative speech I mean that's no big deal you just you know get the facts on something and then you just you know present those facts well that sounds really easy it does however in my brain the complication was that sometimes the facts you choose matter and you may be thinking, uh, wow, you know, what do you mean? I mean, facts are facts, facts are facts. Well, yes and no. <laughs> so, um, in some way, facts can be persuasive. And it is a matter of persuasion as to what facts you choose. So, and and by the way, tons of facts on the internet. Oh wow, tons of facts on the internet, right? But you have to look at what you're looking at, especially, especially when it comes to the Bible. Now, a lot of times, the facts people choose have to do with their frame of mind. If someone is, let's say, someone is predisposed not to believe the Bible to begin with, and that happens more often than I would like to admit, then it doesn't matter what is in the the biblical record or in the Gospels, they're going to see something wrong with it. Why? Because they immediately assume it's wrong. And that's a complication. A lot of higher criticism ends up being exactly that. Well, we know the Bible's screwed up. We just need to figure out where it is. And that's not the way it works. Case in point. For years, years and years and years, 
scholars were not convinced Pontius Pilate was real. Um, he didn't really come up on a lot of major documents. Um, they just flat out thought um, the biblical record just made him up. Um, you know, there were a few sources, but those sources were kind of, you know, they questioned those sources. Um, that is until archaeologists found in, uh, I believe this was uh, Caesarea Maritima, which is Caesarea by the sea, off the Mediterranean, a dedicatory stone. And I believe now it's in the Museum of Natural History in Britain. But anyway, or the British Museum of History. So, what it said was, it was a dedication stone, and it said, From Pontus Pilatus to Tiberius Caesar. And it was a dedication stone, alright? Well, all of a sudden, you know, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe this guy's not made up after all. Now, you got to understand, you know, you say, well, maybe it's an honest mistake. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, part of that had to do with uh, the fact that um, it was, you know, uh, Israel was a very small area. Judea was a very small area. and It, it was in a place that no Roman would want to go. And so nobody's really, you know, who's there is really proud about signing a bunch of documents. Saying, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yay. So here's the thing. Um, inspiration versus education. So inspiration, I believe you can take from a lot of different sources. All right. Preachers who will lift you up and give you a good dedication message, uplifting message from the Word, alright? Um, and, as much as I um, kind of uh, beat up Joel Osteen, he's very, very good at inspiring he can do that. There are other preachers who are really good at giving you inspirational messages. Uh, now, however, comma, I wouldn't feel comfortable with some of those preachers giving me education, teaching me. That would be someone teaching me, say, the book of Genesis. Now, why is that? That sounds kind of silly. You know, if somebody could inspire you, then they should be able to educate you too. Well, you would think. But a lot of these people um, hadn't done a lot of due diligence, necessarily. And here's where the vetting process comes in. So, I think when you're listening to someone who has an uplifting message then you can take that message 
from more sources because it's an inspirational situation. And if that person is saved with the Spirit of God in them, then that Spirit should talk to you and let you know that, hey, you know, this is an attaboy. This is a cheer session. And there's nothing the matter with a cheer session. There's nothing the matter with someone lifting you up, getting that message. And you can take that message from a lot of different preachers okay, out there. Male, female, okay? However, comma, when you're taking Bible information from somebody, you need to know, it's important to know, I would, I would believe, where they get their information from. Because how people look at the Bible and the information matters. As I mentioned before, sometimes it's how you look at the facts. All right. Um, now, the the education process. It it, and this is just me going through the years that I've spent kind of learning things. For me, I believe I would have gotten a lot more benefit if I would have focused harder on the Bible itself and knew more about each book, knew more about each author, knew more about, you know, and of course God's the author, but the, but the person that God used to write the book the audience they were writing to, the complications they were trying to deal with, all of these things. Now, why do I say that? Because I, I've worked in several Christian bookstores, and I love bookstores. I, I just, I'll be honest, I'm a bookstore fanatic. I just definitely like to be in bookstores. I worked in three bookstores, three Christian, different Christian bookstores. And if, if you uh, are curious, um, one of them was a Joshua's, one of them was Lifeway, and another one was uh, one, any sexist that doesn't exist anymore, but it was huge. Uh, and the, uh, or at least it doesn't exist like it did. I think it turned into a Lifeway. But, uh, so, uh, the the thing I noticed was this. I really felt gravitated to the reference section. Now, okay. You're probably thinking, L.A., you're a little... Yeah, I don't know about you. But, you know, it was the reference section that told me some of the best information about the books and the language and the culture and the history that's where all that stuff was. Now, there were a ton of inspirational books. A ton of books written by every kind of author on the planet. And some really good teaching books. Now, case in point. Um, the uh, There's a lot of mixed feelings about John MacArthur. But I'm telling you straight up, the man teaches. Whether you agree with everything he says or not. He teaches. 
He tells you where he gets his jazz from. And he tells you, this is how I feel about this. You don't have to guess at what John MacArthur thinks about a passage of Scripture. You don't. If you have to, then you're, then you're asleep when he's preaching or he's teaching because I'm serious. Uh, I've listened to him several occasions, and I didn't agree with everything he had to say, but I'm telling you straight up, you know where he's getting that stuff from. He like boom, 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 boom. He lines that jazz out. I think Chuck Swindoll also was somebody that did a good job of doing that. Um, there was also uh, Edwin Lutzer. Uh, he's a uh, minister. Uh, he used to be at Moody Bible Church. Maybe he still is. But the thing is, um, these are people that, that I've... Just examples, not the only ones. Okay, there's plenty out there, but you you really need to see how someone number one, what is their approach to the word? Do they believe it's the word of God? Because I'm telling you straight up now, if they don't believe it's the word of God, then you might as well be reading the book. Because uh, all they're going to tell you is basically, well, well, let's just say it's not going to be very inspirational. It can be somewhat educational, but they can only take you so far. And why is that? Because you need someone who can relate to you how this message relates to this message relates to this message. And if you got somebody who doesn't believe the Bible is the Word of God in the first place, they're not going to believe any of the messages that are interlinked, per se. So, it's important to vet the people. And by vetting, that's a fancy word for screen them filter people look at where they learn their stuff look at where they went to school or even if they went to school now I'm going to tell you that there are and I've said it before very good educated preacher teachers out there who are self-taught however I definitely believe some of these individuals are rare. These people are the exception to the rule. For the most part, all us mere mortals have to go to school and learn stuff from other individuals because that's kind of how things work. But, hey, if you got somebody that went into this awesome study group and uh, and they got really jiggy with it, and they pulled out the the stuff, and, and they were teaching hardcore, and they were studying hardcore. Awesome. But it's important that the difference between education and inspiration is this. Inspiration is something that. Every believer, if they are a believer, should be able to give to someone else, to another believer. If you've got the Holy Spirit in you, then you should be able to be uplifting to another believer. However, 
when you're moving over into the into the arena of education and you're getting Bible teaching from someone, it's really important that person be very well grounded. Now, what do I mean by well grounded? That means someone who knows an awful lot about the book itself, about the writers. I tend to lean this direction. I want the people I listen to to have a ton of information on the Bible and then some information on theology. All right. I want them to be really weighted toward the history, the language, and the culture of the Word of God. And then if they have a the theological approach, then they can hit me with it and I'll check it out with the Word and see how it resonates with me. However, comma, the complication with theology is like argumentation. You will get a different take um, on theology, and theology is how you look at the Bible, how you look at the information God's telling you. Just about, you know, I mean, from just about every angle. Every uh, denomination is probably going to have a different take. Every uh, church within that denomination is going to have a different take. And every preacher within that church is going to have maybe a slightly different take. Now, in general, you can group things together, you know, and, and you know, you can say, well, within reason, the Assemblies of God, you know, kind of feel this way, Presbyterians feel this way, Episcopals feel this way, Lutherans look this way, and you can look that jazz up because, you know, they don't hide the junk, you know, they're, not, they're hiding their stuff. I mean, you can look it up, and you can read it, and you can listen. But as, as long as you understand there's these different opinions, different theologies coming at you. That's great. But it is paramount. It is wholly awesome important that you know the Word of God so well that when something really weird hits you, you go, you know something? That doesn't sound biblical. And you're able to use and this is a dirty word in a lot of arenas, discernment. That's a word you don't hear very much. And yeah, I think it's in the Bible. Discernment. We really, really need to be using that. So, guard your soul. Guard your mind, your heart, from a ton of different perspectives from this angle just understand there's all these viewpoints as I said I studied speech communication persuasive communication was one of my specializations and I'll be honest I mean you know most people learn that pretty fast when they go to law school and stuff like that to be honest the first time I had a major shift in my thought process concerning the Bible, when, when, when someone showed me that I had holes in my theology and how I was looking at the Word of God, 
a lawyer got me. Uh, he was teaching a Sunday school class. I will never forget that day because basically, you know, he was running through something, and I was, and I gave this stand, you know, just a standard pat answer, and he nailed me to the floor. And then I realized, you know, well, you know something? I don't think my theology's uh, completed. And I did something really weird. I went back and started studying. And I found out he was right. I found out he was right. And that I did have holes in my theology. In how I was looking at the Bible. I was looking at the Word. Because, to be honest, theology, in a lot of ways, can, can help. But it can also limit you as to how you look at the Word of God. Um, I, and, and specifically, I, before I met that person, did not think very highly of the Old Testament and of Jewish people and of the Jewish faith. And he pointed out the fact that, you know something? The Bible's a Jewish document, man. What are you doing? And I was like, what? And it, all of a sudden... He broke this uh, sort of helmet I had around my head and uh, let me see the sun. Let me see the Lord for who he was. And I'll be always grateful to him for doing that. But remember that before in your education process take inspiration from where you can get it okay is i mean if it's a believer and they're not going off into la la land into extra biblical stuff and i mean they, they have a, a firm a good uh, uh positive message out of the word for you Take encouragement where you can get it. But be very careful where you get your biblical education. Filter that jazz. And start your biblical education with, guess what? The Bible. The Bible. So, with that thought in mind, always, I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your